Hello, and welcome to the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 36. This week, we are going through question answers 99 to 100. So two questions, talking about the third commandment, its requirements, its judgment upon the failure to uphold it in the proper way of obeying it. But real quick, before we begin, make sure you listen to Monday's season two recap. We broke down the top five most downloaded podcasts in season two. So if you're wondering, where do I start if I'm brand new to this podcast? These five podcasts are a great place to start. And then both Nick and I chose our favorite podcast. Didn't quite make it onto that top five list. We still think it's worthwhile for you guys to listen to. We also previewed season three. We're going through the Covenant Theology book produced by the RTS, so Reformed Theological Seminary Faculty, published by Crossway, and also a special announcement of the church that I am prayerfully looking to plant in Santa Ana in 2022, summer 2022. If you guys don't yet know about that, look at our Twitter, at Guilt Grace Pod, and find out a little bit about the church plant that we're prayerfully looking towards. Also, our book club interview with Dr. Michael Kruger of RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary in Charlotte, on his book, Surviving Religion 101, published by Crossway. This is the perfect book for graduating teenagers and others struggling to defend the historicity of our faith and that of the scriptures. So let's move on to the catechism. We will go through the two questions after each other, and then we'll exposit both questions together. So question 99, what is required in the third commandment? Answer, we are not to blaspheme or to abuse the name of God by cursing, perjury, or unnecessary oaths, nor to share in such horrible sins by being silent bystanders. Rather, we must use the holy name of God only with fear and reverence, so that we may rightly confess him, call upon him, and praise him in all our words and works. And then question answer 100. Is the blaspheming of God's name by swearing and cursing such a a previous or precious sin, such a pernicious sin, that God is angry also with those who do not prevent and forbid it as much as they can. Certainly, for no sin is greater or provokes God's wrath more than blaspheming of his name. That is why he commanded it to be punished with death. Then here's the exposition of Zacharias Ursinus. He says, the third commandment consists of two parts, a prohibition and a threatening. It first prohibits a rash and inconsiderate use of the name of God. The name signifies, according to scripture, the attributes of God. It also signifies God himself. And it signifies the will or commandment of God, and that either revealed or true or feigned by men. And lastly, It signifies the worship of God, confidence, prayer, praising, and professing God. Take the name of the Lord, 
God does not forbid us to take or to use his name, but he forbids us to do it rashly, which is to use it lightly, falsely, and reproachfully. To use the name of the Lord lightly is to make use of it as an ordinary talk and conversation, contrary to what Christ says. Let your communication be yea, yea, not nay, nay, Matthew 5, 37. Falsely, as in unlawful oaths and perjury, reproachfully, as in cursing, blasphemy, and sorcery, in which the works of the devil are cloaked under the name of God. The sense then is, you shall not use the name of the Lord your God rashly. That is, you shall not only forswear, not only not forswear, but you shall not make any mention of the name of God that would not be honorable to him. Then the virtues of this commandment, commandment number three, consists in the lawful and honorable use of the name of God, of which these are parts. So it goes from the negative, the blasphemous use, and then how we should use the name of God. And there's seven. First, the propagation of the true doctrine respecting the essence, will, and works of God. Not indeed that which belongs to the office of teaching publicly in the church, of which mention is made in the fourth commandment. Second, praising and glorifying God, which consists in an acknowledgement of the divine attributes and works, joined with approbation and admiration thereof in the presence of God and creatures, with the design that we may declare our love and reverence to God, in order that he may be exalted above all things, and that our subjection to him may be manifest, and the confession of the truth known concerning God, which consists in declaring what we know with certainty from the holy scriptures of God and his will, because we declare and make known from a consideration of duty our knowledge of God, so that we may glorify him and advance the salvation of our fellow men. Fourth, gratitude, which consists in acknowledging and confessing what and how great benefits we have received from God and to what obedience we are bound in view of these blessings and that we will, therefore, cheerfully and heartily yield it unto God to the extent of our power. Fifth, zeal for the glory of God which is an ardent love of God and sorrow on account of any reproach or contempt cast upon God with an attempt to throw it upon, throw it on him, throw it from him and to vindicate the honor of his name. Sixth, calling upon the name of the Lord, which consists in asking of the true God, those good things, which he has commanded us to take at his hands. Then seventh, lawful religious swearing, which is comprehended in calling upon God. Thanks for listening to this week's Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day, number 36. We looked at question answers 99 to 100 and the third commandments. Next week, make sure you guys are there on Monday for the start of season three. We go through the Covenant of Redemption, chapter one of Covenant Theology by the RTS faculty, published by Crossway. And look forward to next week's book club with K.J. Drake of Redeemer University in Canada and his book, The Flesh of the Word, published by Oxford. He goes through the two natures of Christ and how this affects our understanding of the sacraments, among other things. And so we will see you next week. 
Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you after you rate and review, or instead of rate and review, or doing everything all at once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are, are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing. And uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on anchor our official anchor website if you just go on um, our social media links it'll it'll link you to that website it's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes if you're on this podcast this specific episode scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating so we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap pay for shipping get nicer stuff all for the focus of spreading the gospel further Yep. All for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time.